Thank you for listening to the third episode of the Evolution Podcast. This is your host, Deke Fuller. I want to say thank you for listening. And as I always say, this is more than about me. It's simply about you. And I wanted to switch gears in this episode and talk about a few topics that are coming more important each day. But I just want to start out with sports before we get to that. Usually when it's just like this uh, particular episode, I'm only in my third episode, so you have to understand I have baby steps before I can get to somewhere. You have to really, before baby steps, you got to um, crawl before you can walk, before you can run. And just like when I'm doing, it's just like what you're doing. Because you may do something, you may want to make a particular change in your life, or you want to make a change to where it's your career. Or you want to focus on something to step out into something that anybody else may think is a little bit weird because they don't expect that from you because that's something... They just don't see, frankly. And just like what you want to do, or I would like to do, or anybody else would like to do, that's pretty much represents this podcast because that's a change. And the change is the evolution. And the evolution is to where you change to where eventually you start out slow, but you can't you just end up you end up rolling. <laughs> like the everlasting goes down that mountain. That's pretty much what I'm saying. So let's get it. Let's get into this. Every year, we always talk about college football around this time. So, you know, what couldn't be a better thing to speak about than those early contenders for the Heisman? And they're all quarterbacks right now. So, the four I have in particular are Tua Taglavoa from Alabama, Jada Hurts from Oklahoma, Justin Fields from The Ohio State University, and Joe Burrow from LSU, Louisiana State University. Each one, they've really put up the numbers on the field to really be considered in any person's mind as the ones that stand out. Now, that's just based on their stats that they put out week to week, and really we're going into the fourth, fifth week or so. And for me, that person that really stands out, that's uh, Jaden Hurts. I think, you know, Jaden came from the University of Alabama, I think it was the first two or three years or so. And, you know, he ended up playing there even in the season where uh, Tua had ended up taking over the position and ended up going to the national um, championship, the final one, where they lost to Clemson. He pretty much was the person in charge, Tua. But he stayed, you know, and he ended up um, transferring after he got his degree from the University of Alabama. Right now, I would think the person that really stands out is Jaden Hurts. Um, the one thing is different. When he went to the University of Oklahoma, it seems that they have a much they have a much more wide open offense, and it fit it, it definitely fit what he wanted to do. What he wanted to play as far as what they were trying to achieve, and that's the person that I really see that's really standing out right now. I mean, I see Joe Burrow. I mean, I liked him when he first came up last year. I think it's last year or something with LSU. When I say open their offense up, the numbers really began to, uh, get, you know, the numbers, you know, made him considered for the Heisman. So that's another person that really stands out. Same thing with Justin Fields. Last year when he was at uh, University of Georgia, he didn't play but on certain plays, like running plays, but he decided to transfer from, to, uh, from Georgia to Ohio State University. 
and it's just it just made a change for him. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's you know we haven't seen them. Ohio State hasn't really played a certain people yet, but we'll see that down the line eventually. Um, one of the things that I I will say that if I was a betting man, I probably put it on Hurts, but. You know, you never know how things may turn up at the end of the year, as we all say all the time. And I say this because I know how I can talk with my father. I know how I can talk with uh, my cousins, anybody, especially going back to my cousins. Um, we do this thing. We're called FOE. We're just saying that because, you know, it's family over everything. We get together, talk about sports. Sometimes, most of the time, it's just online, but... You know, they usually get get on things, so that's one thing that's it's pretty good, you know. But we talk about that in sides of life and everything, which which you always which you would always do with anybody that's around you. It usually make a difference, you know, as, as far as you know, getting away from certain things. So you could just talk about that, just have fun, argue or whatever. But one of the subjects that always has come to mind over the years, and it's, you know, it's one thing that I've always thought about every year, whether it's football, whether it's base, I mean, basketball, whatever. I've always thought about black athletes. Um, why don't more of them play at HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities? My father, for instance, he played Arkansas AM and College, which is, um, now, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, UAPB. Um, I remember as a kid, I pretty much, we would go. On the, I remember the first time I walked on the campus. I remember, um, and we still just um, go down there. Uh, family would go down there every year. Relatives just visit. Uncles, just, you know, and just have fun, go to a game, go to the um Homecoming parade and a little bit of everything, pretty much. But really, it was that experience that I had at UAPB at that time. And I think I was like 12. Um, that made me think, okay, I wanted to go to a black school from that point. But it didn't happen. I ended up going with, to a predominantly white school. And it just went from there. I always think of it like this, though. If I had went back and took the time back and whatever... You know, I probably would have went to, I mean, um, HBCU in this particular case. But, and I look at it, that's why I look at conferences like the SWAC and the MEAC, and I always follow them all the time just to be, you know, just to know what's going on and everything. But one of the things about I see about athletes, in particular black athletes, is that you know, in the sixties, in the fifties, uh, sixties, and seventies, they went to white. They went to um, black schools, and at a certain point, when integration came in, things pretty much changed and stuff. You know, it changed to where they were going to um, schools in the Big Ten. They were going to schools in the SEC. They were going to schools um, there. Have you? You know, um, SEC, ACC, and so on. But Sometimes you would like to see it be a little bit more refreshing if those same athletes that come out of high school or if they happen to end up in a situation where they have to transfer to another school to play, um, get a chance to uh, play football, basketball, whatever, have them come to, you know, 
those HBCUs. And the reason, the reason why I say this is sometimes, you know, I grew up with a mentality, you know, that my father and my mom instilled in me to this day is that sometimes you don't have everything that's there and you have to make something out of nothing pretty much. And you don't, you know, I know these big schools have all the athletic facilities. They have these routes where you could, if you do what you're supposed to do and everything and become those players that we say, wow, they can go on to the next level. But I guess it's sometimes you look at that experience that you have at a black school that it makes me think, you know, maybe, you know, it's maybe it's it's time for, you know, these athletes to start thinking about going to HBCUs for the most part. And I understand that you want that route that you came up a certain way. and You want to go to that next step, but you want to be in the NFL, the NBA, or whatever. But I guess it's like when I heard when I was uh, in high school, you know, you, the coach will always ask you, even if you try it out, because I never really played, but. You get that one question that they tell you said, how many people want to go play in the next level? And everybody raises their hand. But will you do all the work and what all that's necessary to go up to that next level? And that's, that's a question because you always have to have something that's going to be, you always have to have something that's going to be sort of a plan B for where you go and everything. Because if you don't make it, then you have to say, well, you have to do something else, you know. Um, these schools don't always have the facilities. They don't always have the big budgets. They don't have whatever, you know, all things, whatever. But as you can see with our political and social climate right now, um, if you look at what's going on, I mean, I'm just going to put it frank, you know, that this thing called white nationalism that's been going all around the country has been spilling into these schools. And you know, if you look, if you look back at what happened in, um, I guess it was a thing. Remember what happened in University of Virginia? Not necessarily there, but it was in the town where it was located, um, Charlottesville, and different towns like that. You know, it's it's certain things that have to occur that make you feel like, hey, you know, maybe just maybe we may have to. You know, everybody can't always go and get these big. You know, they can't always succeed at a certain length, you know. So those, the best players may, you know, it may have, after a while, may have to make a change for that, you know. And that's that's one thing that I think needs to occur more than anything else, you know. Because sometimes it's not always the big, those schools that have all those budgets and have all the things that have your name and lights and say this is what you'll be here. It's not always like that. And that's the one thing is sometimes you have to look at it as a difference. I, I grew up like with the same thing when I thought I could go to the school. And then I graduated, but it was like there was a part of me that felt like, you know, if it words came to words, I would have switched it around. And I admit that to this day. So I'm just repeating what I'm saying. So, I mean, I love to see people succeed, but, you know, just as long as they succeed anywhere, whatever they're doing, make doing what they're doing. I have nothing against where you go, but it's just one thing to consider. And that's just my opinion. You know, that's all it is. Recently, there's been protests 
um, by pressure, uh, especially the youth in different cities across the, this planet. I mean, I know it's in New York. I know it's in L.A., D.C., London, Paris, and so on. Um, to start making, for world leaders to start making climate changes. I mean, start considering what's going on with climate change. Because, you know, if, if you think about it, these hurricanes just came up. I don't know how many are around North America, but it's a few right now that are tropical depressions and whatnot. But a lot of this is a big issue that's happening across this planet, you know, and it's just pressuring people to start thinking about it a little bit more, you know. And the person that said it's spearheaded, I think she's like, what, 16 years old from um, Sweden or something like that. Um, And that's great. But. I just have to say, we say it for what it is. You know, I want to get more interested in this, definitely. But I have to look at it from where I'm coming from. Um, when you look at it in the big, larger cities, there's more of an understanding where there's more the organizations are there. But when you go back to smaller states and smaller areas, I'm not saying it's not as important because it's there. I'm just saying, especially when it comes to black people, why they're have been environ they're black environmentalists. Um the majority of us think like, well, we want to get into this too, but we have so many things on our plate already that we're dealing with. You know, we're dealing with police we have to worry about something like police brutality. We have to worry about, you know, you know, it's one thing about social injustice. We have to worry about so many things. It's not that we don't want to do this. It's just other things we have to consider. So my thing was like, okay, the one thing that stands out when you think about this is that people, regardless of where they're from or who they are, they simply have to come together because, it's you know, we're all human beings when you think about it. Because if I tell you the truth, race isn't, it's, it, we're human. That's just how it is, just who we are as a people, as an automatic species pretty much. But if you look at it as far as groupings in color and whatnot and how that was set up and everything, we look at it as what's been a comp- what's happened to us or regardless of the race across this planet, regardless of whoever it is. So coming back to what I'm saying about uh, black people as far as general, there are a lot of things that we think about before um, climate change and whatnot, because it's one of the things that I've seen, I've done a bit of research, I just don't see us there. And if we are there, it's like in the bigger environment organizations, I don't see us being in part of that spectrum. If we are there, it's um, grassroots organizations pretty much because, like I said, we start out from much, nothing much, and we do something from it, which is pretty much what it's always been. Um, sometimes it's it's a struggle. It's just to understand it and know who they are for them to put themselves out there for us to even know because that's another thing in, in particular. You know, and that's that's one thing that I looked at as well. But this is one thing you do have to consider um, 
how do you get involved in your community? How do you start thinking about things like this? How do you start looking at the things around you that's making um, a frustration or actually make you think about it more? And that's one of the things probably in future episodes I'm probably going to talk about. So, but like I said, this is for all of humanity. And that's the one thing we have to accept because this is the only, from all I know, this is from what I understand, this is the planet we live on. And regardless of what will change to make us feel like we're happy or whatnot, we still got to deal with the weather patterns and everything in general. So it's not anything that's considered liberal. It's not anything that's considered conservative. It's not anything that's considered, when I said it, Reverse is not about a color issue. It's not about anything like that. It's about everybody in here, and we just got to go ahead and do it, regardless if it's the environment or anything else like that. That's all I'm pretty much saying today. So, I mean, that's that was something on my mind I really felt I had to say in the, in the, for the most part. So, I just, I mean, I, I would have a lot more to say today, but like I said, that's really what we come to the end of our program today. Um, next week, I'll probably um, change it up a little bit to where we're pretty much uh, the first couple, three weeks, including this one. I know it seems like, to me, in my personal opinion, I mean, it's great. I, I, I personally feel like it's great that I'm coming off and saying the words that I feel are necessary, but it's not a structure that I want to get more people into the program to where they're talking more about things they're doing and what they're trying to do in their communities or whatnot or whatever businesses they have or whatever things like that, you know. I didn't really talk about music. I didn't really talk about those other issues that I really wanted to speak of because when I saw this last week about the environment, it just really stood out to me pretty much. So that's what it is. So it may have seemed like I was rambling on, but hey, it was just something, and I just felt it was on my mind, and I just had to go ahead and say it. So, to put it on that note, I want to say thank you again for listening to the third episode of the um, podcast, this uh, evolution. And I just have to end it like this. Sometimes, regardless of what people are going to say about you, whatever they think about you, you just got to be you and just go ahead and do it. I mean, if it means that you, sometimes you're going to stand out and those, sometimes you're going to have to stand out because those people aren't always going to be there. Those friends may not be there. Or other people aren't going to be there. So that means you just have to be all by all means, just go ahead and just do it. Because like I said before, sometimes we just all have to change into what we're going to be. And this is all it pretty much comes down to. So with the end of this episode, I want to say thank you. And uh, peace. God bless.